you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. into this marvelous life? Are you thankful for truth today? It has set us free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, it feels good in the house of the Lord today. Looks good in the house of the Lord today. I'm tired of preaching to empty to an empty room. And so I'm glad you're here today. God bless you. God bless you for putting forth the effort. Thank you to our guest for being with us today. To all of our team that works so hard and has continually worked hard, thank you. We're believing God's going to do great things. Psalm chapter 18, if you have your Bibles. Psalm chapter 18 and a lengthy reading beginning with verse number 6 of Psalm chapter 18. I'm looking forward to some fellowship next week in the parking lot. Amen. Celebrating with our graduates. Psalm 16, uh, 18, verse number 6. Psalm 18, verse 6. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God, he heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him even into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. There went up smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down, and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly, yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. 
He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. At the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed, hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightnings and discomfited them. Then the channels of water were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of thy nostrils. He sent from above. He took me and he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. I'm going to talk to you about a subject today that typically does not make you shout. A subject that challenges us and reaches to the very depth of every one of us. It is a subject that no one particularly easily enjoys. It's because of the discipline that is required. I'm going to talk to you today about prayer. And by the help of the Lord, I'm going to speak to you on the subject, Your Prayer Moves Heaven. Your prayer moves heaven. Pray with me right now, Lord. We need you, your word, to speak into our hearts and lives today. We need your spirit to do what only your spirit can do. Lord, we need the continuity of the Holy Ghost that links us together and that links your word with the hearts of people. And God, I pray today that your spirit and your power is manifest in this room. That, Lord, the tug and the call to prayer becomes the heartbeat of your people. Have your way. Speak to your people, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. All through the scriptures, we read of things that happen when people pray. In Exodus chapter 8, Moses prayed and the plague ceased. In Numbers chapter 20, Israel prayed and God sent an angel. Daniel prayed and God shut the mouths of angry lions. In Exodus 15, Moses prayed and bitter water became sweet. In Joshua chapter 24, the children of Israel prayed and God brought forth darkness upon the Egyptians. In Exodus chapter 17, 
Again, Moses prayed and God gave him an answer. In 1 Kings chapter 18, Elijah prayed and fire fell from heaven. In Judges chapter 3, the children of Israel prayed and the Lord raised up a deliverer. In Judges chapter 6, the people of God prayed and God sent them a prophet. In Numbers chapter 20, Moses prayed and God gave him understanding. In 1 Samuel chapter 7, Samuel prayed and the Lord heard him. 1 Kings chapter 17, Elijah prayed and a dead child lived. In 2 Kings chapter 20, Isaiah the prophet prayed and the sun moved 10 degrees backwards. 1 Chronicles chapter 5, the sons of Reuben and Manasseh prayed and the enemy was delivered into their hands. 2 Chronicles chapter 13, Judah prayed and God smote Jeroboam. 2 Chronicles chapter 14, do I need to keep going? Asa prayed and God smote the Ethiopians. 2 Chronicles chapter 18, Jehoshaphat prayed and God changed the minds of an entire nation of Syria. 2 Chronicles 32, Isaiah prayed and the Lord sent an angel from heaven to save Jerusalem. Jonah prayed and the Lord heard him from the belly of a fish and sent the fish to a specific place to regurgitate him at the right point, the right time, and the right place. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego prayed and God walked with them through a fiery furnace and showed himself to the wicked king that threw them into the fiery furnace. I come today to remind somebody that your prayer moves heaven. Your prayer has an effect. Never think I'm just here wasting my time alone and I'm just talking and my, my voice is being heard in this room. But I come today to tell you that when God's people begins to humble themselves and pray, the earth is moved, your life is moved, your family is moved, your community is moved, your nation is moved, the world is moved, heaven is moved, and and even hell is shaken when the people of God began to pray. Besides the fact that prayer changes us, and besides the fact that prayer changes things around us and for us, the Bible says that prayer has an effect upon heaven. In our text, David prayed, and I want you to listen to what happened. I've already read it, but now I want you to put it in proper perspective. In my distress, I prayed. In my distress, he said, I called upon the Lord. Everybody said, David prayed. I cried to my God, and he heard 
my voice out of the temple and my cry came up before him even to his ears and the earth shook and trembled and the foundations of the hills were moved and were shaken. There was smoke that came out of his nostrils and fire came out of his mouth. He bowed the whole entire heavens down. He rode upon a cherub. He did fly. He he flew upon the wings of the wind. He held stones and coals of fire fell. The Lord also thundered the heavens. He shot out lightnings. He discomfited everyone that was against me. Channels of water were seen. In other words, there was water began to flow where water had never flowed, had never flowed, had, had, had never flowed before. And then the Bible said that he delivered me from my strong enemy that hated me, which were too strong for me. And the Lord was my stay. All because one man prayed and God heard his prayer. Let me tell you today, it doesn't matter how good you've been or how bad you've been. David messed up. He made mistakes, but he cried unto the Lord and the Lord heard him. David was imperfect, but his prayer moved heaven. His prayer had an effect. I didn't come today to preach to perfect people. I came today to preach to some people that know that your prayer is able to touch heaven and God will move heaven and earth and your situation and your life. Now I know that David's a poet. He's a psalmist. So he writes beautiful poetry. And I know that This sounds a bit extreme. There are one of three things that I see in Scripture that must have been going on. Either David was exaggerating about God. You can decide for yourself where you're going to put your and cast your vote. Either David was was exaggerating. I feel the Holy Ghost so powerful up in this place today. I feel like that God wants to release a miracle on somebody's life today that before we leave is going to open up your heart and begin to communicate with God and God is going to come on the scene in the middle of your situation, in the middle of your distress, in the middle of your sickness, in the middle of your brokenness. God is going to show up and he's going to make a way out of no way. I don't know exactly yet who I'm preaching to but I come today to tell you if you'll cry to him in the middle of your distress, he will move heaven and earth for you. So David starts talking. My prayer made it up to his ears (laughs) and fire came out of his mouth. When he spoke, he called water to flow up out of the ground, hell, stones to fall out of the sky. It was thunderings into heaven. The earth is moving and shaking and all these things are happening. One of three things is going on. Either David is exaggerating, just simply was overestimating 
the power of God. Anybody think that may be what David was doing? The second thing perhaps that David is doing here in this poetic writing was he was waxing 2020. Meaning he had a very high opinion of himself. And so perhaps David, maybe if David wasn't just exaggerating about God and what he does when he prays. The second possibility is that David was arrogant. He had a high opinion of himself. And his attitude was, now all of you lowly people can pray and wonder if God hears your prayer. But David says, but when I pray, all of these wonderful things happen. Because when I pray, God listens. God inclines unto me. When I pray, heaven's attention is gained immediately. And when I pray, all of these things begin to happen. Now, it doesn't happen for you. That's why you've got to rely on somebody like David to do your praying for you. You got to call somebody else and say, You do my praying for me. Either David had a lofty expectation about God, he was just exaggerating about God, or either he had a lofty opinion of himself and began to say, This is what happened because I prayed. Yet, David is the one that says, God, you, you know my substance. You know that I'm weak flesh. You know there's nothing good in me. You know my frame. You know from whence I came. You know in sin did my mother conceive me. You know that I'm no good. You know that I am weak and weary. The, uh, 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 another major writer of Scripture says in this flesh is no good thing and goes on to say this body is nothing but racked with sin and shame and nothing good about me and, and, and I'm nothing but yet David here is saying when I pray this is what so I'm wondering today did God, did David have uh, did, did they, was David exaggerating about God or was David arrogant and saying this is all the things that happened because of me if I can just get the right preacher to come through and pray for me, if I can just go to the right conference and get the right preacher to lay hands on me, if I can just call the right person and have them pray over me, if I can just get to the front, if pastor will just lay his hand on me, then I will be healed. I'm not negating the fact that there is faith that comes by the laying on of hands. There is power in agreement. The Bible said if two or three agree, I'm not negating 
reading any of those facts. Those are facts of Scripture. Those are real. Those are true. And those are powerful. But I come today to tell you, if one person in this room begins to call on the name of the Lord, he, heaven will turn its attention upon you and God will bow down to you and will hear you in your distress. To understand prayer, perhaps we need to go to the simplest of all of all prayers. Give us Give us this day our daily bread. Brother Kevin, come help me. This is completely against all social distancing rules. Nobody in this place is required to participate. This is only participation because you want to. But I brought a whole smack just containers loaded down with cookies this morning. This is your daily bread. Get you some help up here, Brother Kevin. I got another one here. Maybe somebody wants to run up here to the front and get you some daily bread. Let's get some, let's get some daily bread put out here in the, in, in the crowd today. If somebody wants to come up, grab you some daily bread, God bless you. Hey, we can't have Sunday school class. Give me a break. These kids need some daily bread. Brother Brandon's sitting over there like you don't want a cookie. The simplest of all prayers found in Matthew chapter 6. Verse number 9, after this manner pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Everybody say pastor's talking about prayer, not cookies. I like to lost my whole crowd over a sack of cookies. So the prayer begins. The Lord is teaching them to pray. Give us, after this manner, pray our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. The request for daily bread sounds pretty simple and pretty ordinary, would you think? So I looked up the recipe to see what may be in this daily bread. And the recipe for this daily bread requires all sorts of absolute amazing things. Yet, in the wilderness, 
when the children of Israel began to murmur and complain. And Moses began to pray. And you know what God did? God brought manna from heaven. Everybody say daily bread. He brought manna. All those people that passed on those cookies are up here begging for cookies right now. He brought manna from heaven. And all the people had to do was roll their tent flaps back and walk out and pick up the manna. Everybody say daily bread. Before you can have bread, there has to be a breaking of the earth. After the earth is broken, there has to be a time of sowing the seed. And the seed can't just be randomly sown, but it has to be sown at just the right time. Everybody say daily bread. There must be a perfect environment created in the heavens in order for the miracle of germination of the seed to begin to happen. Wheat is the base. It's where it all begins. Sunlight has to travel 96 million miles for the process that we call photosynthesis to occur. There must be at least 46 days of below freezing weather in order for seed germination to happen at the right time. That, that right amount of rainfall must come at just the right time. Not too much or not too little. And the rain has to stop at just the right time, almost perfect time, or the, the wheat will fall too quickly and easily be lost. All of these things must happen in perfect timing. Everybody say daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. All of this has to happen just in order for the wheat to grow. Then you have to harvest the wheat. Dozens of people have to roll out of bed early in the morning and get in big combines. Oh, wait a second. Now you have to have all sorts of things to build combines. Everything from rubber and metal and wiring. And you have to have mechanics and oil and fuel. And the, that oil and fuel has to be pumped out of the ground. Anybody with me this morning? Everybody say daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. This is just one of about 50 ingredients that can be found in your daily bread. Besides flour, it's not just flour. You can't just, you can't just take wheat and, and just eat wheat and say, wow, this is daily bread. That wheat has to go through the process of becoming flour. And then in order to get your daily bread, here are some of the things that have to be added. Cornstarch, baking soda and baking pow powder, spices and sugars, cream of tartar, eggs and oil and butter and shortening, all sorts of different sugars and syrups and cream and half and half and milk. Do I need to start all over again? 
there first has to be the birthing of the cow. Then there has to be the bringing through to adulthood. And the cow has to have grass to eat. And the farmer to... Everybody say daily bread. My point is, is that there has to be a lot of things that happen when you pray a simple little prayer that the Lord Jesus Christ tells you, here's what I want you to do. I just want you to begin your praying by saying, give us this day our daily bread. Every time that you see the Lord's prayer, every day when you pick up a piece of bread and begin to eat it and you give thanks unto the Lord, I want you to begin to think about 96 million miles of sunlight reaching for photosynthesis. Think about 45 days of below freezing temperature, all the rain stopping at the right time, all of these things that God has to put in place. God's orchestrating, and we're over here just saying, give us this day our daily bread. Whoop. We wake up every morning and roll the tent flaps back, and the Lord said, there's some fresh manna. All you got to do is go out and pick it up, but I want you to stop Israel. I want you to stop church, and I want you to think about all the things that I had to go through in order to provide you fresh manna in the wilderness every morning so you and your family could eat just for you to be able to survive the oxygen that you breathe and the water that you drink, let alone the food that you eat. God is saying I want you to understand everything that I'm doing in heaven and in earth around you in order for you to just have your daily bread. Oh and then once it's all produced you have to go I mean those cookies are a premium. Annette, I set us back $14 on cookies this morning. That's the most expensive cookie you're ever going to eat in your life. And after all those hands went through that, you're not taking them home. No, Dylan, you're not. No, Gent, you can't take them with you. It may have Rona on it. I don't know. You have to have wealth. Yet, the Bible simply said that he gives us the power to earn wealth. Now, my point is this, that your prayer moves heaven and causes everything that is needed for you to have daily bread to all happen. The, the perfect timing. Now, we just talked about wheat, one ingredient, one of about 50 ingredients, some artificial, of course, that are in this as well, for all of you health nuts. My prayer is, my point is that your prayer moves heaven and, and causes God to line up everything that is needed just so we don't think it's too much to ask God for daily bread. Yet he reached down, scoops up 
dust out of the ground and forms it and shapes it into humanity, forms man, puts man into, blows into the nostrils of man and he becomes a living soul. And here you are, an organism that is almost unexplainable. This building could not hold all of the all of the elements and things needed for one human body. Yet here you are fearfully and wonderfully made and God has formed and shaped you and you got something going on in your body and we feel like it's harder for God to say I'm going to fix that disease in your body. I'm going to stop the cancer cells from growing. I'm going to do this one thing for you. We think that that is harder for God than it is for him just to give us our daily bread. But the Lord said in the foundation of prayer when you're going to learn how to pray start out by praying give us this day our daily bread and get a revelation of everything that has to happen in order for you to have daily bread and you'll stop believing that it's too hard for God to heal your sick body to touch your lost loved one to turn your marriage around oh somebody ought to give God praise today That wasn't just one time in David's life, but in Psalm 37, 25, he said, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. There's been daily bread for me every day of my life from the time I was young to the time I was old. If you're in this house this morning and you have food to eat and a place to live and and, and clothes to wear, he's giving you daily bread when you pray your prayer moves I'll quickly be closing in Acts chapter 17 the apostle Paul stood upon Mars Hill Said ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. For as I pass by and behold your devotions, I found an altar with an inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship him. But I'm going to declare that unknown God unto you. Then he goes on in verse 24. And he said, God that made the world. The world? God that made the world and all things therein. Do I need to simplify this a little more? God that said, let there be light, and there was light. God who spoke, and the world became into existence, and everything that is in the world, the Lord made. He made the the cookie. He made the daily bread. He made the flour. He made the wheat. He made the seed that made the wheat. He made the ground that made the... He made the sun... God that made all things made the world and all things therein. 
seeing that he is the Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. This building is just a building. We can move the chairs, throw up some tables, and use it for a banquet hall. Because the God that made the world and all things therein does not dwell in temples that are built with hands. Neither is worshipped with a hand with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. Anybody with me today? Have I been preaching short online too long that I have already lost you at 32 minutes and had to give out cookies in the middle just to keep the kids with me? God that made the heavens and the earth and all things gave you life and breath and all things. He made all things and he gave you all things. I don't know, maybe I've got too much time on my hands. I've been studying too long, but this doesn't got me so excited I can hardly contain myself up here. He did all of this for one reason. Verse 27. That they should seek the Lord. If happily they might feel after him and find him, though he not be far from every one of us. I mean, I'm just reading that straight out of the King James Version. He did all of this in hopes but chance that one of his creations that he gave breath and life and all things would find the way to humble themselves and pray and seek his face. And he said, if you'll humble yourself and pray and seek his face, then he will heal our land because he made the world and all things and gave you life and breath and all things. But if you'll use the breath to pray, he will fix all things. Somebody lift your hands toward heaven and begin to cry out unto the Lord right now. Come on, open your mouth and cry out to the Lord all over the room. I'm not going to preach any longer today. Psalm 113. The scripture said, Who is like unto our God who dwelleth on high, who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in earth. God humbles himself to look at the things that are in heaven and earth. He made them and formed them. He made the world and all things therein, yet he humbleth himself to even look at them. Yet, he raiseth up the poor out of the dust very next verse and lifteth the needy out of the dunghill that he may set him with princes even with the princes of his people he maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children praise 
ye the Lord. If somehow in the last 36 minutes I have somehow persuaded you to understand that your simple prayer, he's not looking for eloquent words, he's not looking for somebody that knows just how to say all the right lingo and have all the right language at all the right time. But he's just looking for somebody that'll just humble themselves and say, I can't do this on my own. But God, I need you. And you begin to just talk to him. What I'm telling you today is the God that made the heavens and the earth and all things therein and the God that made you and gave you life and breath and gave you all things. If you will just humble yourself and talk to him, his word declares that he will begin to cause everything in heaven to move. He'll cause the earth to shake and lightnings and thunderings and whatever he has to do. This is what David is trying to declare to you. He's trying to persuade you, stop where you are. In the middle of your situation, and just humble yourself to the point of beginning to call on the name of the Lord right where you are, hands lifted all over this building. Maybe you don't have eloquent words. Maybe you don't know exactly the right thing to say, but right where you are. Nobody's looking around right now. Hands are raised. And if you want to come forward, that's fine. If you want to stand, that's fine. If you want to remain right where you are, that's fine. I just want you to connect with your Savior right now with hands raised all over this building as a sign of surrender unto the Lord, as a sign of yielding unto the Lord. I just want you to begin to speak the name of Jesus. That problem, that circumstances that you are dealing with, that need that you have, that sickness in your body, that trouble in your life. God is able. He's able. He can heal the wound that you have. He can turn things around for you. Go ahead and talk to Him. Because when you begin to pray, the Bible said when one sinner repents, all of heaven rejoices. When you speak a word to God right now, He's beginning to move everything in heaven and earth for you. He's beginning to do it for you right now. Come on, where you are, somebody talk to the Lord. Why don't somebody just engage in what God is wanting to do right now? Come on, if you want somebody to pray with you, just step from where you are and walk to the front of this room. I'll be glad to pray with you this morning. God's going to meet your need. God's going to meet your need if you'll just talk to Him. If you'll just cry out to Him. If you'll just pray today. Your prayer will move heaven. That's it. He's hearing your prayer right now. He's hearing your prayer right now. He's hearing your prayer right now. He's hearing your prayer. He's shaping things. He's forming things for your good. 
is working it for your good. Come on, cry out to him today. Just turn this whole building into a prayer room right now. Let's just call on the name of the Lord I feel heaven and earth moving for somebody today. I feel heaven and earth moving for you today. Go ahead and sing the Lord. He hears your prayer. on your behalf. If you're in the room today and you don't know the Lord and the power of the Holy Ghost, I want to speak to that one that needs to repent today. In order to repent, that means a changing of mind and heart. That means a turning from what you used to be to what God is wanting you to be. The Bible said, Godly sorrow worketh repentance. I'm going to ask everybody in the room just to join with me right now all over the room. We're going to repent together. If you don't know about repentance, I want to tell you about repentance. The Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive your sins. And when we pray together right now, we're going to pray, God, forgive me. And he's going to forgive you because heaven and earth moves at the moment that you begin to pray a prayer of repentance. Everybody in the room, nobody's moving right now. Everybody's got eyes closed, hands raised toward heaven as a universal sign of surrender unto the Lord. You pray in your own terms, but pray something like this. God, I'm a sinner and I need you to forgive me. I want a change of heart, lifestyle, and everything about me. I need you. I can't forgive myself, but only you can. God, I'm sorry for what I've been. I'm sorry for what I've done. I'm sorry for the person I've been. I'm sorry for every time I've hurt and offended or messed up or broken. Lord, your righteous law. Right now, God, I repent of every sin of my past every willful sin. God, I put my life into your hands. Oh, come on, somebody, lift up your voice in the house. God's hearing that prayer of repentance. Go ahead, repent in your own way. Talk to him in your own way today. Heaven and earth is moving right now. He's faithful and just to forgive you. 
never been baptized, I want everybody to look right here at me just for a moment. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, there will never be a better day for you to be baptized in Jesus' name than right now. You don't need to wait. Right now. This is the best time, the best day. We have the baptistry ready. We have towels we have robes in the back. We'll get you ready. We'll baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's what happens when you go down in water baptism, calling on the name of Jesus. If you think wonderful things happen with you, pray. Let me tell you what happens when you're baptized. When you are baptized, the blood of Jesus washes you from head to toe. You go down in water dry, come up wet, but something happens in heaven and on earth. Your sins are remitted and left in the water of baptism. And you come out of there with no more guilt associated with your past. You are free indeed. And you have a promise of the Holy Spirit. And he will fill you with the baptism of his spirit. And that promise is to you and to your children. If you want to be baptized today, I want you to make your way to the front of the room. We'll baptize you right now all over the room. Heaven is rejoicing over one sinner that repents. We've all repented. Heaven is rejoicing. Somebody's making up their mind to be baptized right now. Let's just rejoice in the name of the Lord. Come on, don't miss this opportunity. I want to ask for one more thing today and then I'm going to let you go. I'm going to ask you, CLC, child of God, I feel the urge of God to move forward in prayer. I'm not going to set rules and regulations, guidelines or sign-up sheets just between you and God. This isn't for your neighbor. This isn't for your friend. This isn't for somebody watching. This is for every one of us, even those who may be watching online. If there would be somebody today that would make a commitment to say, I'm going to move a step forward in prayer. I'm going to pray more than I've prayed. I'm going to pray with more faith than I've ever prayed. When I pray it, I'm going to begin to see heaven move. I'm going to begin to see earth moved. I'm going to begin to see my situation moved, and I'm going to start praying more than I have ever prayed. If you'll make that commitment right now, why don't you seal it with a praise unto the Lord? Come on, seal it with a praise unto the Lord. We're going home. God bless you. Thank you for being with us today.
We're going to leave here rejoicing in the Lord.